We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, we are back with another episode of our coaching series. Uh, Gabe and I are joined by one of the coolest and best assistant coaches in the country, Wes Brooks from Ohio State, who is coming to us live from Sweden. Coach, thanks for coming on and hanging out with us a bit. Uh, No problem. Glad to be here. Man, so, like, incredible season. I, I fell in love with the Buckeyes pretty early on. Uh, started the season 16 and 0 and basically shocked the world by not allowing UConn to get back to an elite eight. I want to start at that game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I was trying to rattle my brain and the archives seen the last time Gino's team committed 25 turnovers in a game. Uh, I guess give me a vibe on the confidence of the team this year. I mean, so many uh, weapons, but offensively, defensively, just what – it's it's hard to imagine a team coming in against UConn where UConn is just a absolute favorite. Everyone expects them to win, but the Buckeyes are fearless from the get-go. Yeah, well, I think it has a lot to do with – and one of the underrated things about our team this year had a lot to do with how we finished last year. Um, we, were, we were the Big Ten champions. Nobody – we were co-season champions with Iowa, so we were Big Ten champs. And then we made it to the Sweet 16. Uh, we beat LSU at LSU. So the last time LSU lost an NCAA tournament game is to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Right. So we beat them on their home court. So uh, that game right there, I would say, kind of propelled us into this season. And then we eventually, last season, went on to lose to Texas. But that yeah. game was – one. I mean, we just didn't get a shot off. We thought yeah. we should have won that game too. So and if we did, obviously you're looking at back-to-back Elite Eights. But we're – we have a very confident team. Uh, Taylor Mysel, who just got drafted by the Fever, yeah. was was part of that. That's one of the reasons she decided to come back because she thought we could do what we did this year. Uh, unfortunately, we had injuries with Madison and JC, yeah. but our team chemistry is is magical. Uh, the girls believe in each other. They believe in what they do. They buy into what they do. 
Coach McGuff inst- instills that in our in our in our girls. Uh, Coach Carla, who is our associate head coach, Carla Morrow, she instills that in our girls. And so uh, we have a special group who believe in one another, and because of that belief, it's, it translates on and off the court. Um, and then just to your point with UConn, I mean, we fear nobody. As Cody said in the press conference, they're a very good team, a historic program. But I think people are starting to understand with uh, that Ohio State's pretty good too, you know, and we're good at what we do. So we just always say, hey, our best is good enough. And so we just go and we just go play our game. And so you mentioned uh, Taylor and we actually got we, we got to talk to her at the uh, WNBA draft. And, yeah. you know, I thought she was I told her this. I thought she's the best shooter in the draft. I mean, and, and the numbers bear that out. She was one of the best yeah. shooters in college basketball. And she, um, you know, she has that dog in her, as we like to say Absolutely. around here. And like it really came out uh, throughout the season. And like, what do you think? is one of the best things she brought to the team because I think a lot of people think of her as just a pure shooter, but we saw her do a lot of the bounce and she worked great in your press. So, so what, what was her versatility like to work with? I think she's a tremendous shooter. Her defense has improved, but I, I, I would tell you, Taylor's one of the hardest workers I've ever been around. if not the hardest worker. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a story. Cause I love telling this story. Uh, somebody from the WNBA actually called me about this story. And so, you know, uh, last summer we had camp. In a camp, you know, we had little kids camp and little kids camp was from, you know, the day camp, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., right? That's your typical day camp on a college campus. And But before that, uh, we did individual workouts. We did workouts. And so we would do our team workout and all the coaches would be in there and the team would work out from 8 a.m. to 8.45. And then before that, uh, we would have uh, the girls had weights from 7 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Well, Taylor was getting up at 4.30 Four forty-five in the morning, and then coming in, and she would do her shooting routine from about five a.m. to seven a.m. before doing workouts. Every so she did that for, and she this is what she does. She came in, she comes, she works this, she outworks people. So from five a.m. to seven a.m. she shot. Seven a.m. to eight she lift. Eight a.m. to eight forty-five she did the team workout. Nine a.m. to four o'clock she did camp. So just to give you an idea of how hard she works, and then this, and then see, and then in addition to that, uh, every day. Uh, at 7 a.m. to 8.30, you can clockwork. She's in the, she was in the gym shooting. And then even another story. So we are kind of a team where if it's an early game like that, that game in Seattle was a 1 o'clock game. So we're not going to shoot around for a 1 o'clock game. We do everything. We do all our work the night before. But her and Coach Carla uh, got up the morning of that game, took the 30-minute shoot-around time we have from 8 a.m. to 8.30, and she shot. Uh, and so that just tells you, like, she's uh, obsessed with the game. You have to be obsessed to be that good. And it's just so rewarding to see her be the 13th pick in the draft because of that. That's the, uh, that's the Kobe clip that's going around. If you wake up at four, (laughs) you get this much working on it's. I mean, it's insane. But a lot of people say it. Yeah. A lot of people say it, but to actually really see it. It's amazing. Like to see it, like to see it in action. Like you said, it's, it's, it's something different, you know, it's, he never he never mentioned sleep in the clip, which yeah w- w- was shocking to me. But like I I can't believe that she actually can do that. And like it comes out in her game. I think it came out with a lot of your team this year. Like I really just enjoyed the way you guys played together, and mm-hmm. and just really understood how to play in the system. I thought it was I thought it was re- really um, great chemistry. And like mm-hmm. yes, these players have played together, but like Cody's a freshman. Like there was there was a lot of change. I feel like they weathered that well. 
Yeah. Well, I think, you know, one of the things that helped Cody, uh, she came in last last season. So okay. uh, she was she came in early. So she did the early thing where she enrolled in January. And so she practiced that whole January to April. She didn't play, but she practiced. So that gave her time to acclimate uh, and, and get adjusted to what we do and learn what we do. But Cody is this she's a very special player. Uh, her, her work. She has also has a tremendous work ethic. And the thing that this surprised me most about Cody, obviously she's a physical specimen, but her IQ for the game and her, her ability to pick things up and see things is, is also amazing too. And then the thing that also I think helped Cody, she was on that USA basketball team with Kiki Rice, and they both were uh, top five uh, on, the, on, the, on the, the top five uh, all-star team. So uh, I think her experience with that, I think the, coming in early with the practices, I think that helped uh, put her uh, – ahead so uh it's uh it's pretty it's i think she's and i think the best is yet to come for her obviously yeah i was wondering about like where where do you see her ceiling i mean just knowing what she's done in in one year uh big time freshman of the year obviously uh i think she's gonna be uh, definitely a future big Ten player of the year obviously i mean i think that's that's if you ask me her ceiling and then a top five let's you know it's so hard the wnba so hard and those, yeah. all those young women are tremendous like just tremendous talents um and i but i think she's capable of being a top 10 pick or not top five pick you know and i i love asking about two players and hearing about their work ethic uh it's it's wild to think about what this team could have been this year too i mean what its ceiling could have been because i mean we we really haven't gotten a full season of, of madison green yet uh we I mean, J.C. Sheldon, obviously, is one of uh, your premier players who dealt with, uh, I guess it was a lower leg injury, leg, knee, yes. ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, to see her come back and and play the way she did in the tournament was absolutely special. It felt like she didn't skip a beat. Uh, crucial in that UNC game, my God. Yeah, her comeback yeah we don't win the game without her. And, and I, mean, cred- I mean, credit to – UNC, but we don't we don't win the game without her. I mean, she that I mean that game was nip and tuck, and I mean everybody said that was a great play, but it really wasn't a play. She just made a play, and <laughs> I think that's part of you know kind of what we do. We try and work on making plays, but that credit to her. She she made a play, and we needed it. You know. Yeah, I think Taylor told us at the draft. She's like, I saw Deja get hurt, and I thought we were going to be smooth sailing. <laughs> I think that's a player thing. Yeah. I knew. <laughs> Knowing, you know, Courtney Binghart does a great job at North oh, Carolina, yeah. and so you just know that that team was going to respond. They were, they were going to something was going. I say, and the crowd kept going. I'm like, no, nah, this ain't over yet. This is not over yet. Teams like this do not go away. I mean, it and it, it stinks. It, 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 it's it's a couple things. The parity of women's basketball is amazing. It's it, it's growing. Yeah, and then you just knew like. That team, I mean, they were very easily could have been a Sweet 16 team as well. North Carolina is a very talented team and well-coached team. Um, and we think, you know, that's – we put ourselves in position by hosting and, and our girls played well enough to win the game, so. Yeah, I mean, we saw a lot of teams hosting and lose on that second round day. Yeah, it's uh, tough. It's tough. And you didn't want to pull uh, pull it in Indiana. Um, shout out to Gabe yeah. Canes. Yeah, that that was unfortunate. You know, rooting for Big Ten, that was unfortunate. But you know, <laughs> this, uh, like I said, I mean, programs are, are teams are really good, and it's it's more it's not 
that's the I think that's the thing that's helped the sport grow. It's not just about four or five teams anymore. Uh, this, this thing is it's anybody can beat you at any given time, and you got to be ready to play every night. Yeah, the talent in the Big Ten is, I mean, one of the best years of Big Ten basketball in re- in recent years, at least. Uh, I remember you tweeting the day of, uh, I guess it was the Final Four game, about guarding Caitlin Clark. What what goes into that scout and and prep for for a player like that who really almost seems matchup proof? She is very very good. Um, so Coach Calamaro, I've mentioned her a couple of times. She's mm-hmm. uh, responsible for our defense. She's our defense coordinator, and so I mean she we we just prepare. I mean she prepares our team. It's one of those things where you just try to limit her touches. I mean she's so good with the ball in her hands, and the, the thing that she's improved. I think over the last three years is she's improved her pick and roll game, just seeing everything. Like the thing is, this is my analogy. I'm a big football guy. She's Patrick Mahomes with the pass, with Steph Curry with the shot. And it's like, yes. that's a ridiculous combination. Uh, and so this, her ability to see the floor, you know, one of the things in the first matchup against them at our place, the thing that I was shocked was just the, the transition pass that she was making. Um, we're telling our kids get back in transition and telling our team, and I think we actually were doing a decent job, but the passes were just so elite. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I mean, what are you going to do? So yeah. uh, she's she's a matchup nightmare. And so, I mean, the, the biggest thing is you kind of got to do what LSU did. It's, she's going to get hers. You got to try and slow everybody else down. Um, and, and, that's, and they did a good job of that in the championship game. But I think that's the best game plan uh, against her. Because she's she's gonna get hers, you know what I mean. We saw the first time ever she dropped 40, 40 points back to back. I mean that's yeah. unheard of in the NCAA tournament. As deep in the tournament as they went. Yeah, I mean, and there's a respect to that, like understanding like who who we're playing against and and limiting as much as we can and being prepared for uh, for that kickback. But yeah, it's it's hard to hard to to implement your press when you're dealing with one of the generational talents. Yeah. No, she's like, it, it, it's hard to press them. It's hard to press, you know, certain people, but I mean, we, we still attempt to do it. And that's what, I mean, we got to play our game. We got to do what I, what we do, but she credit to her. She's, she's really good. And so what we're talking about the big 10, you've been in this conference for a while <laughs> and you, you know, you came from Michigan to mm-hmm. the Ohio state. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm guessing you didn't call it when you were at Michigan. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, no, but it's TTUN now. <laughs> <You win. laughs> no, so I mean, no. you, you've been in this conference for a while and you've like seen it grow. And this year was like its biggest year. So, like, what, what have you kind of taken away from this your entire time in the Big Ten? Just like seeing how this conference has gotten so much better to being probably the top conference in the country during I, I think it's I think one of the things the pace of play I think people forget how fast the Big Ten is I think we have four teams in the top 10 in scoring four teams in top 10 pace of play the pace of play is really really fast it's not your dad's or your or your mom's Big Ten as they would say right <laughs> so the pace of play is really really fast the offense is really really fast uh, the coaching is 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 really really good schematically, uh, offense and defense. When you talk about Coach McGuff, you talk about Lisa Bluter, Brenda Freeze, 
uh, Kim Barnes, the Rico at Michigan. You know, you talk about all those. The coaching is elite. Um, and then you got you got great players. Uh, players make the plays. You know what I mean? From uh, Taylor Meisel, J.C. Sheldon, Cody McMahon, Taylor Theory to the uh, Grace Burgers, Caitlin Clark, Sazanos, Diamond Miller. I mean, the players are really, really good. You know, so I think you have a combination of pace of play, style of play, coaching, as well as players. And that's why the league has gotten so good. And I think the league is going to be even better. You got two new coaches coming into the league. Robin Freilich, Michigan State, Don, Minnesota. <laughs> the, coach, the coach is getting better and better. Um, so uh, it's, it's a tough league, top to bottom. You got to be ready to play every night. Uh, and so uh, that's what makes the Big Ten, I think, one of the best conferences. And then you see, I think you see all different types of style of play, one through, one through uh, 14 in the league. So it's in, not to mention in a year or so, you're going to get UCLA and USC here. So, yeah. whew, yes. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a junior WNBA or semi pro. I, I, it's going to be, I mean, Lauren Betts also just went to UCLA. I don't know if you saw yeah, that today. Yeah, I'm sure nuts. you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, and so w- with this conference getting so good and so fast, like you say, like uh, your, your press uh, like contributes to the speed of the mm-hmm. conference, just like with the defense, not even mentioning the offense. Why, why do you think um, the press has been so effective at making this team just like, ignite and like why is the personnel so well is so uh like fits so well into it well i mean that's kind of how coach mcguff crafted the team that was his vision for the team that's what he wanted to do uh that's so he's i mean he studied the press for years but now we, we just have the personnel to, to implement it uh the, the, the our ladies buy into it and then the other thing the third part of that is after you have the vision and the personnel to do it and, and the buy-in for it it's not seen. You don't see people press like that uh, for 40 minutes every uh-huh. every game. And we'll press off makes. We'll press off misses. You know, and that's not something that you see. So until you see it up close in person, you know, it's just one of those things. So it it catches a lot of people off guard. As I told people uh, when people first started, I say it reminds me of the Nola Richardson Arkansas teams back yeah. in the day when they pressed 40 minutes, and that's kind of what we set out to do and it's been a game changer for us so uh and it's helped part of our identity you know when you see ohio state you're gonna get pressed so and our girls love it you know and it's it is it's uh it's definitely you know you play to your identity and you play to your strengths there were there were a few games this year where i mean tennessee to start the season uh louisville to start the season where i think you're you're down like seven and a half the press isn't causing too many turnovers and I don't know if the intensity picks up or players are tired coming out of halftime, but then it's like something switches. I mean, Indiana in the big 10 tournament uh, and the press just starts working uh, better than it ever has before. Uh, what are there? Uh, I guess. Adjustments it's an art made to it. the press? Yeah, it's an art to it. It, it really is. It's an art to it. Um, so obviously Everybody at the beginning of the game is ready for it, right? Because they prepared yeah. all week. It's fresh, you know. But the thing is, you have to sustain that for 40 minutes. And if you can't sustain that for 40 minutes, that's – we're probably going to get you. So that's kind of one of those things. Um, so it's an art to it. Uh, we have different things we like to do out of it, different looks, different calls, different all that. Mm. But it's definitely an art to it. It's definitely something that we work on every day and we start in the summer and we build it all the way up. And so it's kind of, 
kind of one of those things. But we're very we we we, we self scout ourselves in it. We know what we mm-hmm. want to do in it. We game plan around it. So it's just one of those things. Yep. It's exhausting to watch. It's fun to play. <laughs> I know, right? It's I fun mean, to I, play. It's fun. I, I would have been dreading that game as an opponent my whole life. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think I saw a stat that UConn had only seen like 10% uh, of their possessions mm-hmm. of press. It was like, I, I felt like it was a. It was a nightmare matchup for them, but then I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, it's it's Gino. He's gonna prep yeah. them. Um, but I, it doesn't. And no matter how you scout it or right, uh, work on it in practice, nothing really prepares you for that real thing. Um, and you got speed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we got we got personnel to do it, and we have speed. And I think that, like you said, until you see it for real, like somebody can tell you something, but until you see it, it's like, oh, okay, this this is what they mean, you know. So Wes, what is like your role in teaching the press? Like I know you said um, another coach takes care of the defense. Are you do you ha- do you get to specialize in in more or less one thing on the yeah, staff? Yeah, I mean, Coach Mc- yeah, Coach McGuff is very good about delegating roles and stuff. So we all he'll give everybody a part. Uh, but you know the press is kind of his baby, his, his brainchild and his baby. So he does a lot with it. Okay. But we'll break up in groups on two ends and we'll we'll do different drills. I'll take a group and do a drill. Uh, Carlo take a group and do a drill. JP, our other assistant, Jalen Powell, she'll take a group and do a drill. And so we all we all uh, put in, uh, get into it. And then Ryan Murray, our player development, he he'll take the practice guys and he'll talk to them about it. And he'll break down the video for everybody to see it. So it's a group effort, it's a staff effort. We have a great staff, uh, and that's I think that we all work together um, on staff. And so that's kind of our staff is kind of really, really key to helping Coach McGuff implement and carry out the vision. So what what's your like exact what would what's your role within the staff then? Uh so I help Coach McGuff with uh the offensive stuff. Okay. Uh, so me and him. So what I'll do, uh we, we break up our scout. So I would do uh kind of watch their defense and kind of say, okay, we can attack them here. Uh here's some plays we can do offensively. And then Carla does um our defense, so she'll watch their offense. That's how we got to guard them. And then Jalen Powell does all of our personnel. Okay. So we break it up like that. So we do every scout. So I do help Coach McGuff with the offense on every scout. And uh, Carla does defense and JP does personnel. Okay, so in your offensive plan, like how much do you want to be letting the players freelance? Because I feel like, you know, there's some there's some coaches that like motion – like, do you want them to just be freelancing most of the time and then, tran- well, obviously in transition, but in the half court? Well, uh, we you- want our, that's harder, to, that's harder to guard, I think. Sure. You know, obviously, if you come down and run a set play every time, it's very difficult. It's a set play every time. It can be scouted, right? right? You can take things away. But when you got players that can make plays, and so we spend a lot of time on player development and skill development. Okay. Like, our girls, they'll come in 30 minutes before practice, and we're doing skill stuff with them. During practice, we'll do a segment, 10, 15 minutes of player development, skill development. And so, as Coach McGuff said, I'd rather have players making plays than running plays. Now, we have a great offense. We have a great structure to what we do. But we want our players to be able to make plays within within the framework of what we do. And we, we've done a great job. And they, there's, a, there's a balance of that. And we scrimmage a lot in practice to allow that. So, we'll come in and we'll, we'll, we'll play. We'll run our stuff. But we'll scrimmage a lot in practice so our players can practice making plays within the scope of what we do. And I feel like chemistry has got to play a huge part in that. 
and, yeah, and getting those absolutely. reps together. Uh, I mean, as as a D3 player who never really had freedom outside of the Princeton offense, uh, I can say with good reason, uh, we did not work enough together <laughs> to build that up. But, I mean, you, you see it with uh, – I mean, I feel like every player – I mean, Ricky Harris had freedom – JC, obviously, Taylor. And, I mean, for Taylor to get as many open shots as she did mm-hmm. with every scout knowing that she's looking to, to curl off a three, looking to fade, like, that's that's incredible. Yeah, it's, I, it's, a, pre- it's a credit to Coach McGuff. We, we, we really work hard to get her those shots. But it's also credit to Taylor, who yeah. knows how to free herself up. She does such a good job of reading screens. Uh, knowing how to free how to free herself up, I think that's going to be one of her strengths at the next level. Is that she she can get her shot off against anybody, um, so I think that's going to be really good uh, for her. And I think she we helped her improve on that and learn that. And I think she also she also made a comment, uh, and we tell recruits this: the freedom that you're going to have to play in our system. You know, uh, she had a lot of freedom and allowed her to grow. And you and and you want to just play the player's strengths. Obviously, we got to help them develop in their weaknesses. But you allow people to go to their strengths uh, early on, and they, they get that's how they grow their confidence. And then we we help develop them. I mean, she was one of those players who uh, was probably early before the transfer portal became what it is today, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess I guess right after COVID, or was she yet? Yes. yes, yeah, right after COVID. Um, so getting a player. Obviously, you know, as talented as Taylor is, you know, helps. But uh, how how difficult do you see to to implement the system and the culture with with players who do transfer into Ohio State? I think you just have to get the right kids. It's all about fit. You know, mm-hmm. if if you don't fit, I think that's I think the biggest thing people ask, well, the portal's going crazy. I don't I think I think to a certain extent. It's really not. It's about kids finding the right fit and finding, okay, can I maximize my game uh, here? Can I mm-hmm. – is it a, is a good fit on and off the court here? And sometimes what happens is kids will go a place, and it's good for them for that certain period of time. And then now it's, okay, I need something different. And it's okay if you need something different. And so uh, I think fit is the biggest thing, fit and style of play. Uh fit uh, with the coaching staff and how they teach and how they coach, fit with the players on the court, and then the style of play. Uh, does it cater to your game? Um, and so that's kind of uh, what I think is the biggest thing. And kids need to really look at that uh, when they do transfer portal. Even freshmen coming, uh, a senior coming out of high school, going to a college, they need to look at fit. And I think sometimes it's also easier to know what you want after you've seen something like I feel like absolutely some, you mm. know when you're when you're uh in the recruiting stage it's it's easier to not you don't you're not there you don't understand what college is yet and I feel like mm-hmm. once you see it and then maybe you want to get something different or you want to get another um chance somewhere else I mean I, I know some players are in the transfer portal to get degrees at different schools right yeah so how like how much of your time now like you're saying you're making recruiting calls how much of your time is spent in the portal uh I mean, like, I mean, I think you have you have to be selective. I, okay. I don't think you want to build a team through the portal. I still think you want to build okay. a team through uh, through through high school recruiting. I mean, one of the I think one of the keys for our success has been two, three, four year players and those players playing together mm-hmm. over a period of time. 
because it puts your offense, it puts your defense to concepts. You don't have to start over from scratch. You're, you're that far ahead. But you do want to supplement, like, free agency through the portal. Like, yeah. you know, like, let's say, you know, a, a, a NBA, yeah, a NBA team, they, they, they don't want to build. They want to build through the draft and then put some pieces through the portal like the Warriors did a few years ago. They got Kevin Durant out of the free agency and put him over top, but they had built the team with Cle- Steph, Clay, and, and Draymond. So I think that's kind of the same model that you have to t- approach, you have to take to the portal as well. And I mean, obviously Taylor Mysel was one that did that, you mm-hmm. know, we'll, we'll see what happens here uh, and see what we can do, you know, in the portal this year. But I mean, I think the core of your basis of your team has to be high school kids and developing those high ki- high school kids. I mean, we still have Madison Green who's going to come back, JC Sheldon, Taylor Theory, Cody McMahon. I mean, they're all they're all high school kids who develop in the Ohio State system. And not only that, not only do they know the system, they know the culture. They know how we do things. They know how Coach McGuff wants things done. And they see things that are not being done the way Coach McGuff want them done. They address them. So we have a player-led locker room as well, which is very mm-hmm. important to being successful. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we had a lot of freshmen making moves this year. And it's like – it's. I don't want to say it's – I mean, like you said, it's a lot to outfit. But, um, I mean, I think Utah has had – what they're going to have a, a nice class that's going to be juniors that have been together for a while. Um, but it's, it's, it's getting to be a little bit more rare to see, you know, four, five core players come up the ranks in, at one school. And if that's a new norm, it's – that's that's fine, but uh, I see. I mean, I definitely see the advantage of what you know a class coming in, getting all those reps together can be. And that's why they're hard to beat. And you heard, yeah. I think you heard Stark say it. You know, you know, they were one of the hardest teams to beat in the tournament. That's the best team they played. And I think part of that is because Lynn has done a great job at Utah, and she's molded those kids together, and uh, they got a good system in place. And like it's something to be said when you play. It's almost like back when, when we back back about ten years ago with the USA men's team when they were playing all these European teams, and those European teams have been playing together for years and years and years. Yeah. But you just get a collection of talent, even though the USA probably was more talented, they hadn't played together and, and developed that chemistry. So uh, when you know where people are gonna go, you can pass to them without looking at them. You just is this. I don't know if this is a word, synchronicity, uh, yeah, that you like get. <laughs> they're in sync, you know what I mean? So that that's really big. Chemistry and, and being in sync is really big in basketball. What do you think, uh, for you personally, uh, have you gained the most out of the experience at, at Ohio State? Well, I work with tremendous people, and I work mm-hmm. with people who are way smarter than me. <laughs> so, so going to work every day with people who are smarter than you, it's like, wow. Okay. So I've grown a lot as a coach, uh, X and O wise defensively and offensively. Cause I think I work with the, some of the smartest people in the business. And I think that's another reason why we win because smart wins. And so I think that's the thing I'm most grateful for. I've worked with smart people who are very, very smart and they're very probably, I would say both the best of what they do. Um, and then, uh, just been around great players. And it's been a great experience uh, over my two years here at Ohio State. And we're look, looking forward to more uh, more winning and just keep keep doing what I can bring to the table, you know? I love that. Gabe, that's what you need to, need to pick up with your kids. Bring in some smart people. Yeah. No. Uh, I don't I know about we're... the great players thing. I haven't seen them play yet. <laughs> we got a couple. We're, we'll be all right. But – 
I think like, um, you know, I think one of the things that's most impressive about where you're coming from is like you, you didn't play in college. Mm-hmm. You were a broadcast journalism major. I'm a broadcast journalism major. Absolutely. And so I like how you got onto how'd you become a manager and decide like this was the career path at that point. Um. So uh, I am a John Beeline disciple. Mm-hmm. So uh, so long story short. Uh, so I grew up in Richmond, Virginia. I actually yes, went to sir. high school with Patrick Beeline, who is John Beeline's okay. son. Um. So me and him. I coach Beeline. Uh, know me since I was 16 years old. So uh, that's the joke. You see me play sports and all that. But I actually went to West Virginia. Uh, I was a manager on a men's team, uh, eight and 20 season. I said, Oh God, this has to be a better way. I can do better than this. So, uh, you know, college kid, all right, I want to coach. So inside the coach, they brought coach Beeline in that summer. I decided to do that. Just so happens that I knew him. So was with him, became his okay. manager, head manager for two years. Uh, graduated, he thought I was too tight with the players, so he said, "All right, Wes, uh, you should go be the the GA for the women's team." So, GA for the women's team in West Virginia, Mike Carey, did that for two years. Was director of ops, and I said, "Okay, I don't want to be yeah. not on the floor." So, so got my first job at Robert Morris, Texas Southern, North Texas, Utah, Michigan, and now I'm at Ohio State. So, long story short, just worked my way up, studied the game, always trying to pick people's brains. Uh, that's kind of how it all how I got to where I am today. That's that's uh, that's, that's just amazing. It. <laughs> that's amazing how it works out though. Like you just yeah. you just became friends with a friend in high school, and that ended up being something that paid off with just like if for two to say like that. Like I and John Beeline to learn from him. And you know what? I know he coached. Like I knew he coached there. I totally forgot that it was so recent. Until I look, because I've always thought like Hug- Huggy's been there. Yeah, for, Huggy yeah. feels like he's been there for my entire life. So, like, <laughs> yeah, so this that that was the golden age of West Virginia basketball. Obviously, Huggins has done a good job, but yeah. in that time, this this is a cradle of coaches. So I have a bunch of friends who are in coaching. So one of them, Joe Mazzulla, is the head coach of the Celtics. Oh, okay. he, was with, he was there. Mike Gansey's the GM of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Johnny West is the GM, is assistant GM with the Golden State Warriors. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, Darius Nichols, he's a head coach at Bradford. Uh, so it's a bunch of beeline guys. Uh, Frank Young, he's at Appalachian State. It's a bunch of beeline guys who are just coaching and doing their thing. Um, and it's just all came out of, at the same time. So it was a pretty good you – no, know, it's pretty good. We learned a lot of basketball from Coach, just to say the <laughs> least. Yeah, a lot of bright minds in that, that room. Yeah, so like I said again, just, just be around people that are smarter than you, uh, and you they'll rise you to that level. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can only hang out with Gabe for so long. Then he has to live in DC, you know. I gotta, I gotta move down there. You did tell me to move this week. I did tell um, you to move this. Yeah, week. I live in Falls Church, Wes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, what high school did you go to? I went to Benedictine High School in Richmond, Virginia. Okay, I think I've heard of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's uh, I coach at what you would what was George Mason, but I'm not sure he would ever hear about us. Yeah, well, I, well, I, my well, my mom's from Fairfax, so my mom lives in Fairfax now. So I'm there. We go, us area. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Uh, that's great. I mean, I like I, I, we we love seeing the the Virginia kids uh, go do big things like you're doing, and um, <laughs> it's just, I mean, so what what do you think you got from each coach? Like, what do you think is something you got? You said John uh, Beeline, obviously great huge question. influence. But if you had, like had to pick like one, like just tell us one thing or tell us whatever you want about oh, like, something great you got from question. each coach. 
Um, so I've worked for a lot of different coaches. So this is work backwards, right? I think Kevin McGuff is like a John Beeline. I think he's one of the, I mean, he's one of the best X and O minds. He's like, he's like a renaissance. Like I don't know, like what's the guy? I'm looking for the word. This when he can see X and Os and see plays and this. See oh, stuff. Rain Man. Rain Man. He is that <laughs> when it comes to basketball and plays. It's like, dude, like. So it's like it's it's, all, it's intimidating a little bit. So yeah. he's that good with the X's and O's. I think Kim Bonds Rico, she's great with culture, uh, and she does a good job with building culture, establishing culture. Um, Lynn Roberts is another this phenomenal this player relationships uh, with her players and and in the in the in the offensive side of the ball as well. Um, this a, a great people person. It's not surprised how well they're doing because she's mm-hmm. she's that good at that. I work for Mike Peterson, who's uh, with the Atlanta Dream now in the yeah. front office at North Texas, so I think he his his he was another great X and O minds, and he just has a good feel for the game of basketball. Karen Aston in North Texas, she was a great defensive coach, uh, and then uh, my boss at at Texas Southern was a great recruiter, and then Sal Bascalia, he was a is a great runner of programs, and so I mean I've seen every head coach have their strengths, and so that's you know when people say, well I don't know if she's gonna be a Every head coach has their strengths. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing I've learned is you have to coach to your strengths and you have to build your program to your strengths. And if you do that, you, you can be a successful head coach. So obviously I want to do that. So hopefully my time will come one day, but you just keep learning from people and you keep growing your game and you keep, you know, like players, you, you got to keep developing uh, so that when you do have an opportunity, you can take full advantage of it. So what, what would you say your strength is as a coach? I think it's going to be a little bit of everything. I think, obviously, relationships with people. Um, okay. I think one of the things that has allowed me to elevate in the business is recruiting. So I'm not going to just not uh, shy away from that. I'm going to recruit and be a good recruiter. I also think I, I, I think I have player development. I think I can do that very well. And then, obviously, uh, I've learned a lot X and O-wise offensively from the likes of Kevin McGuff and John Beeline. So that's probably my, my – will be my strengths. Well, you're you're about to get dad strength added to the list, so I mean, Absolutely. you cannot underestimate dad strength. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, girl dad strength at that. So um, that's, that's gonna All be right. good. So yeah, I mean, uh, Gabe and I had had a conversation with uh, Coach Brooke Wyckoff from Florida State. She tried to convince us that having having kids isn't that scary. And we, I don't know where Gabe's at, but I'm I'm uh I'm still on where, the. Where? <laughs> I'm still sitting down. Okay. Well, I'm excited about it. So I mean, I'm pumped for you, I'm, man. I'm not. I'm not. Not really nervous or scared about it. Just excited and ready to be opportunity. It's one of those things you. But I, I know you don't. You you don't know what you kind of get into. It's like the press. You don't know what you can. <laughs> you hear about it. You hear about it, but until you experience it, you know it's one of those things. So. Yeah. Well, we're we're super happy for you, and hopefully everything goes great. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure the folks back in Columbus will have a, a nice red onesie. Is it? Is it just red? Is it scarlet red or something? Scarlet and gray. So we'll scarlet. get the scarlet and gray out for the baby. And, you know, it's, it'll be it'll be great. And uh, yeah, I mean, but this, like I said, before I, you know, before we end this, this our staff is great. Um, from Coach McGuff to Colin Morrow to Jalen Powell, Ryan Murray, Reed Kazansky, Beth. Um, we have great staff. Um, and so, and our strength conditioning coach, Clary Kibito, uh, I mean, all those people, uh, everybody asks, why is Ohio State so good? It's because the people, the people that were me, Ohio State, our trainer, uh, we have great 
great staff, great practice players, great managers. Uh, this I can't just thank our staff so and thank everybody that we have. So it's the people that make Ohio State the, the place that it is. Makes it the Ohio State. Yes, it's the that's people. An ad, yeah. That's an ad right there. The, yeah, yeah, I'm the, sold. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and uh, and Gabe, that's where that's where uh, I think Columbus, Ohio, is where Jenny's ice cream is from. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. I love Jenny's. We're big uh, Jenny's guys. Okay. Yeah, huge. Yeah. I need to lay off the Jenny's, but yes. <laughs> so good, man. Uh, um, so we can we can make a trip out to Columbus at some point. I also see some great. Love basketball. to have you guys. Yeah, I love to have you guys. I worked in Easton for like two months. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, doing doing like tech consulting, and that's when I discovered Jenny's. And then I want to say like uh, the NBA had like a preseason game there back yeah. in uh, I think it was a year after the Cavs won. Yeah, uh, LeBron so, will always come back. Yeah. He is, you know, LeBron is an OH guy. OH, you know, yeah, he, he, that's his thing. So he he actually uh, hooked the girls up with the Beats headphones, and all right. Since we got all the LeBron shoes, so yeah, LeBron's a big big fan of ours. So, does he get the coach's headphones as well? Yeah, we got we got okay, just making sure uh, we got small little ones too. So, yeah, he, he takes care of us, man. That's our guy. We love LeBron. Uh, he takes care of us. He is a big Ohio State guy. So, without having gone there, which is great, I wish yep. I there's a part of me, obviously, LeBron entered the league at when he was supposed to, but there's a little part of me that wishes he went to he had to go to Ohio State like the players do now. Yeah, that would have been something else. It, I think it would have been like one of those Kevin Durant years, Carmelo Anthony years. It would have been yeah. special. So it would have been special. Well, I mean, what, you can get the younger. But he did all right. Maybe. He did all right. He did okay. <laughs> I would say I, I would say things turned out okay for him. Yeah. 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 I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, it's just been really hard to watch James Harden. I've I haven't watched like any NBA all season. Obviously, been kind of a. Uh, tied into you know ncaa women's basketball and i mean i'm thinking about the point you brought up about speed it's like it doesn't feel that much faster like anymore compared to like years past i'm like oh my god it's, like, it's, it's pretty fast that, that's a that that's another level it's pretty fast uh, i think I'm it's because i watched you're, wa- you're watching the sixers man yeah yeah I, 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 i'm diving into the playoffs now it's it's good basketball um pretty stuff obviously during a year you don't really have time to watch as much NBA because you're getting ready for your season. You're getting ready for your games, but now I'm watching the playoffs. And the other thing is like, this is another thing that we do is uh, Ryan Murray, our video coordinator, he clips everything. So now during the off season, we'll Mm -hmm. watch a bunch of clips of different stuff and start getting ready for next year. So we take like we, our style, we take a lot from the NBA. So it's it's fun to watch and to see what you can steal and and learn from it. But uh, I think it is a little bit faster. It is, Maybe yeah. it, it's, it's, it's faster, no I, doubt. He, he, he's watching the Sixers, which is uh, which is slower because of James Harden. Yeah. Watching, I mean, he's watching, still hitting the step back, though. Okay, watching, watching Harden play on another team that's not my own is Rockets. so much harder. It's so I much understand. harder. I, I understand. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've lived with this for, for like 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's cool. it, it, uh, Will you win the ping pongs? That's it, every mm. who's gonna win the ping pongs? Who's gonna get Victor Wimbanyama? That's the key. That's no. that's 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 what every, that's two. Or at least Scoot. Yeah, I'll take Victor one or two. is something else though. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. An alien. 
Yeah, that's yeah. what you need at a certain point to to get yeah. back to relevancy. That's another yeah. thing. I don't need to. I don't need to really be invested when my team is not winning more than twenty two games. Yeah. Um, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Well, you know, while we're talking about this, Wes, I wanted to ask, like, who do you think is running the best stuff? Because to me, I think the Kings right now, what they're yeah. doing is just incredible. I, I love that all the handoff mm-hmm. actions they run with Sabonis. Obviously, yeah. Something outside of play happened last night that was, uh, was a big <laughs> yeah. issue. I, I think the Kings are incredible. The speed at which they play with is amazing. Um, Mike Brown has done – I mean – Unbelievable. The, the, the defensive drop-off that the Golden State Warriors had because Mike Brown is with the Kings. Mm. I mean, he flipped that team. He got them playing defense. They, they playing at a good pace. I mean, I think, you know, we talk about what the – what's going on they miss mike brown and <laughs> mike mm-hmm. brown is giving it it's giving it to him so uh the the bucks we study the bucks a lot they do a lot of good things um phoenix does a lot of good things uh so it, it's spread out and, and and for us we're a five out team everybody knows that we're a five out team so um we we like to steal a lot from the nba we, we watch a lot of euro ball uh the euro mm-hmm. league is very good okay. to us uh so uh and the way McGuff, Coach McGuff has designed. We can we can look at the concepts and see different concepts, and we can put anything in. Uh, and we have a language that we speak to one another, and the players know. And so, I think uh, we love just watching ball. You know, it's a uh, it's we study it, and I would say, but this people I like to watch uh, the Kings, obviously the Suns, the Bucks. They all they're, they're pretty good. Then can you is your is your team the type of team that you can just say hey like in the game like just do something like this and they'll and they'll do it even if you guys haven't worked on it. Well, you know, it, to our credit, yes, we, we can yeah. do that. And McGuff, Coach McGuff, obviously we we practice a lot of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we practice a lot of different things. We spend time in practice on special situations and stuff like that. But M- Coach McGuff may have we have a may have a sheet of plays and. Uh, Ryan Murray, our, our video, our player development guy, he'll come and hey, what, what do you think? Give him the McGuff, ask my input. You know, we'll go from there, and he'll we'll we'll be like okay, and he'll just draw something up, and we'll go do it. I'm like oh wow, and then go back and <laughs> look at awesome. it afterwards. I'm like oh yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean this it's we have a smart team that can do it. We have very very smart kids, uh, and like I said, it goes back to our kids buy in to and believe what we're doing. I love that. Uh, do want to end with uh, one last thing, but I I may be forgetting the exact details of it. But but Gabe, who did who did Taylor say Coach Brooks' favorite football team was? I know she was stumbling between two, and she was like, "Tell him the wrong one." But I now, know I want to get the wrong one. I, I know. I know it's it's between it's between the Niners and the Chiefs. Oh, um, it's, 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 there's only one, the 49ers. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, well. Everybody knows. Come, I have no other team in, in, in sports, college, pro. Honestly, you know what I mean? I root for the Buckeyes because I'm at sure. Ohio State. Uh, but uh, the only team I have is the 49ers. So when the 49ers play, things shut down. My phone's <laughs> off for three hours. And, yeah, everybody knows. Leave West alone. Why, why the why the 49ers? Yeah. When I, was, when I was five years old, my dad bought me a Joe Montana jersey. So I've been a 49ers fan there for, go. I'll be 42, 37 years. So wow. I've seen the ups wow. and downs. I've watched it. I can tell you, I remember the 88 Super Bowl, the 89 Super Bowl, the 95 Super Bowl. I can tell you, 
you name them, if they play for the 49ers, I can tell you who they are. <laughs> I, I know the history of the, of the program and everything. So I am diehard 49er fan. I, I was going to ask if you were a Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, or like yes, which I one am. got you in. I feel like there's like four or Joe five got players me get in. you in. Joe okay. got me in. Joe got me in. So, But Joe did play for the Chiefs too. Joe did play for the Chiefs. In fairness. But it, it was time for him to go. So I always <laughs> ride, I always uh, ride with uh, – the, the team so love that well Debo's gonna do some magic this year again yes Debo God he's yes, special we, that's what we hope and hopefully we get Trey Lance healthy and we can we can make a run at it again so love it it was a blast we'll have to get you I mean we'll have to come out to Columbus uh yeah, I have no, no have problems you. coming we'll, out we'll there set you guys up. We'll, we'll show you guys a good time take you out to eat it'll, it'll be good and it'll be, it'll be basically it'll be a home final four when when the Buckeyes make it right it's in Cleveland right. next year Basically, well, that's, that's the goal. That is the goal. Uh, as uh, as as the girls call her JJ from the land. Uh, that's they call JC. That's her nickname. So <laughs> imagine JC playing in Cleveland next year. Wow, that'd be amazing. So we're manifesting it, speaking to existence. Love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, guys, for having me. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.